Welcome to the Crowd Church Podcast. We are an online church and you are listening to the service that we also live stream on YouTube and Facebook. For more information about Crowd Church, please visit our website at www.crowd.church. Good afternoon and welcome to Crowd Online Church. We are an online church for those that might not see the point of church or for those like me that have been around a little while. I today uh, am with the very talented uh, and all-round beautiful person, which is John Farrington. John, how are we doing? Doing good, thank you. Yeah, doing very good. Feel uh, feel quite excited to be on the, on the live stream <laughs> for the first time, you know, hosting. <laughs> Yeah, you are. It's a, bizarrely, it's your first time hosting. You've done a lot of production behind the scenes. You've done a lot of the worship uh, and you've done a lot of the talks. Uh, and so finally, we've now convinced you to host as well, right? Yeah, feels feels quite good to be here. Don't know why I didn't do it sooner. <laughs> in, fa- in fact, it's probably fair to say, John, uh, that you have done more for Crowd Church in terms of bits and bobs than anybody. Because I've, I've hosted, I've done talks. But... I've not done a worship song. And you know what? This is a good thing for the human race, uh, that I've not done the music. So just want to point that out. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, welcome to Crowd Church. Uh, As I said, my name is Matt and this is John. Uh, This is a non-live live stream. Uh, And what I mean by that is ordinarily, this point on a Sunday, we would be live. And I know Facebook and YouTube are telling you that we are live, but this is in fact pre-recorded. Uh, that's why we call it the non-live live stream. It's just something that we're doing through August. So John, me and the team, we can all take a few weeks R&R uh, and enjoy the summer here in the UK and just recuperate a little bit. So do respond, do comment. We'll be in the comments. We'll be saying hello. It's just, it's not as uh, it's not as high key as a normal live stream, uh, which will be starting back to normal in September. Uh, the live streams will, will start then, but during August, it's just the non-live live streams. And such is the beauty of technology. I'm not sure where in the part of that August, this particular episode is gonna be played. So uh, <laughs> I'd love to say what's happening next week. I just genuinely don't know. So that kind of explains where we are up to. John, tell the good folks, what they can expect from today's non-live live stream. Well, from today's non-live live stream. So uh, we'll have a little introduction now. And, uh, and then shortly we've got a, a talk coming up from uh, yourself, Matt, mm-hmm. on uh, how do we get to know God. And then after that, we'll have a little worship song, um, have a little reflection on the talk and then after that, we'll have Conversation Street with myself and yourself. Um, and then that'll be it, right? That'll be, then that'll be it. Yeah, the whole thing's gonna last about 45 minutes to an hour, somewhere around there. Um, but yeah, that'll be, that'll be it, that'll end. Ready for that'll next week. Yeah, yeah, so um, Conversation Street, by the way, for those of you who don't know, is this where we talk about the talk. Uh, and ordinarily in a live stream, we would respond to your questions, which we can't do because we're not live. Uh, so we're going to respond to what we think your questions are or would be. And in fact, with this particular talk, it's a lot easier because this talk, How Do I Get to Know God, as I explained in the talk, is actually based uh, on questions that we get emailed in a lot during the week. And there's a, a particular theme of questions that come, hence the reason we're doing this live stream. So do stay for the whole thing uh, especially if you're interested in how do i get to know god which uh, i know many people are whether you're a christian or whether you're not how do i get to know more about god how do i get to know god stay for the whole thing we're going to cover the whole thing uh, from top to finish grab your notebooks grab your pens we're going to play the talk now then uh, like john said there'll be some worship and then we'll be back for conversation street don't go anywhere uh, i'm just going to quickly change <laughs> redo my hair and then we'll be good for the talk here we go how do i get to know god this is a great question isn't it so why this question well every week i receive messages from folks with questions about faith and about god and how to reconcile both life and god together i love 
the messages that I get, do send them, do reach out if you've got any questions. We do love to answer them. And I do notice uh, the trends that appear in the questions, right? Questions that get asked multiple times. And recently, the questions that appear the most are things like, how do I get to know God? Or how do I get to know about God? Or how do I experience God? Or how do I encounter God? Which are all, when you think about it, great questions. Uh, they're questions that you ask when you are first curious about Christ, even if you're not a Christian. But they're also questions that you ask 30 years later when you've been walking with him for a while, right? It's a drive, I think, that is deep within the soul of humanity. And that drive is to know God, which makes sense when you think about it, right? I mean, I have been married for over 24 years to the amazing bride that I have. Uh, and next year we celebrate the big 2-5, go team Edmo, excited about that. And one of the things that keeps our marriage strong is the desire to know more and more about each other. And when we started dating, it was obvious we wanted to know about each other. So many questions, right? But the more I live with Sharon, the more I am married to Sharon, the more I realize there is still so much to learn about this beautiful and amazing lady. And if this is true with my spouse, how much more with God? So can I get to know God? Is that actually possible? Is God knowable? Well, in Christianity, we would say that he is and that he uh, is deeply knowable. In fact, the Christian life is a personal relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ, which is a significant claim when you think about it, right? I mean, it's, <laughs> it's not small. And I say that because of what it says in the Bible, in God's word, right? For an example, it records a beautiful prayer that Jesus prays in John's gospel. And in that prayer, Jesus said this. He said, now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Wow, right? I mean, Jesus here is telling us that eternal life is when we know God and Christ, whom God has sent. I mean, that's that's a fairly significant revelation and that the unknowable God not only becomes knowable, but somehow eternal life is wrapped up into this whole deal. But it wasn't just Jesus that said this. Uh, there's a chap called Paul, the Apostle Paul. And in the New Testament, we have a series of letters which Paul wrote to various churches at the time. And we have those recorded. And in one of those letters, he wrote to the Philippian church about the purpose and calling on his life. And he said this, I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. I mean, that's quite a meaty little verse, isn't it, really? There's a lot there. But at the heart of it, Paul was driven by a desire to know Christ and to know him personally, to be intimately acquainted with him and to know the deep things of God. It was, if you like, his determined purpose. So the Bible tells us that we can know God. And that knowing God is not only possible, but it is a clear driving force of the life of a Christian. In fact, it's a clear driving force of every human being because God wants to be known. And that's why it's, it's in us. That we, we can't escape it, right? Tim Keller, a leading American theologian, said this, Our desire for personal knowledge of God is strong but we usually fail to recognize that desire for what it is. That's interesting, isn't it? In other words, there's a drive within us to know God, but we might not always see that as such. The search for meaning and pleasure and purpose and identity, even the desire to know yourself, I believe is all wrapped up in the drive to know God. And this desire can be directed in good ways, but it can also be directed in all kinds of excess, which are ultimately unhelpful and leave us unfulfilled as human beings. That could be 
The most obvious example would be our career, right? Or maybe even our kids, or the pursuit of pleasure, or dare I even say it, the right to bear arms. So directing our desire to know God actually towards God then becomes the key. And to get that right, we must realize that knowing anyone, including God, is, an, is a journey. It is not an event. Because God can never be fully known, those who seek to know God should be deeply humbled in the process, realizing that they will always have more to learn, says Eric Thones. I'm going to say, uh, sorry, Eric, if I've just butchered your surname, uh, who's a professor of theology. So what is this process that Eric's talking about? What is this journey? Well, to answer that, I want to look at what happened when Jesus lived and see the journey that people took then and ask, well, is there anything I can learn from that? And I want to start with the crowd. Oh, yes. Uh, you're going to understand very quickly <laughs> where we got the name crowd church from. You see, what would happen is, as we're going to read, is Jesus would go various places and crowds would gather around him. So let's read this from uh, the Gospel of Matthew. Jesus made a circuit of all the towns and villages. He taught in their meeting places and reported kingdom news. He healed their diseased bodies and healed their bruised and hurt lives. When he looked out over the crowds, his heart broke. So confused and aimless they were, like a sheep without a shepherd. So you can picture it, can't you? Jesus goes into the towns and villages and the crowds would gather around him. Okay. Now, not everyone from the towns and villages would gather in crowds. Not everyone was ready to hear from Jesus or experience Jesus. But for some, well, they had been intrigued by him which is probably the starting point for all of us. There was an intrigue and they wanted to hear his words, see his deeds and maybe, just maybe, experience him for themselves. And it was in those crowds that many people started their journey with Jesus. And like those in the crowd, we also gather because we're curious about Christ. It might be our first time. It might be our 20th time. It might be our 200th time. For some of us, we may be right at the back of the crowd, just slightly curious. For other of us, we might be smack bang in the middle, seeing all the incredible stuff that's going off. And you know what? It doesn't matter. Wherever we are, it's okay. It's a journey. So what can we learn from this? Well, uh, it is a good thing to be intrigued by Jesus. Uh, and we should make time to hear his words, to see his deeds and experience Christ for ourselves. So how do we do that? How do we hear his words? Well, the obvious answer here is you get into scripture, the Bible, the word of God. And the good news is that these days, you don't have to wait for someone to come to your town and village to tell you about Jesus. You can easily get a hold of a Bible online or use free apps like YouVersion. Uh, and if you're new to the Christian faith, I would start off by reading the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, because they tell the story of Jesus. And we can read the words that he is saying. And let me tell you, they are life giving. You can also join in an actual metaphorical crowd and head over to a church or join a live stream like ours, an online church. You could subscribe to a podcast like ours uh, or read articles and books about being a Christian. There are, there are tools like the Alpha Course, which is a, a great way to help you explore the Christian faith if you are new to it. All of that just head on over to our website, see the show notes, uh, and there'll be all kind of links and stuff in there where you can access all of those things. And everything is free these days. It's incredible. So we can hear his words. We can spend time in scripture, but we can also see his deeds. So, And this is another advantage, I think, of getting involved in church, whether in-person church or online like ours. Uh, it's a great way to see God's deed because you see God work through the lives of other people. You hear their stories. You see the crazy things that go on, which is just fantastic. But you want to be you want to get to a stage where it's more than that. You want to experience God for yourself. Right. So you want to hear what he has to say. 
You want to see the deeds that he does, but you want to experience God for yourself. You want to encounter him. And the easiest way for me to do that is through prayer. And the great thing about prayer is that you don't need a priest to do it for you. You can pray to God yourself right now. And it doesn't matter if you don't even consider yourself to be a Christian. You can still pray. And prayer is the best way to see his deeds and experience God. So hearing his words, seeing his deeds and encountering a very real God then becomes the backbone of our Christian life. This is not a one-time event, but it is part of the order of God's creation. It is a life of fellowship with God, a relationship with him. It's part of the divine nature and everlasting life. And boy, oh boy, is it glorious. Yes, it is. And we do this every single week, every single day. We are wanting to grow in our knowledge of God. We want to hear his words. We want to see his deeds and we want to experience him. So what happens when the crowds disperse? Let's read this. Jesus and his disciples went out from the towns of Caesarea, Philippi, and on the road he asked his disciples, saying to them, who do men say that I am? That's from Mark's gospel. So when Jesus had finished his ministries, the crowds, like I say, would disperse. Some of them would go home thinking, man, this chap is nuts, right? He is proper, full-on crazy. Some, though, wanted to know when he was next in town, right? They wanted to go back. They wanted to see the whole thing again. Others, well, they decided to walk with Jesus wherever Jesus was going. They were on the road. So what can we learn from this? Well, firstly, to walk with someone, you have to walk at their pace, to walk with Jesus, what the Bible calls discipleship, is actually often a slower pace than you would think, especially in our crazy busy Western culture. As we walk with Christ, we learn to live with him at his pace. Secondly, when we read about those that walk with Christ, we see that this is a place where conversation happens. See, Jesus said, who do men say that I am? There's conversation. It's a place where questions are asked and answered. And they're questions which are usually centered around who is Jesus and who has he made us to be? You see, I can talk to Jesus about my questions as I walk with him. I, I get better at hearing his voice and understanding the infinite number of ways he likes to communicate with us. I also talk to other disciples that there are there with me, other Christians, and I want to get their thoughts and their opinions on the matter. You see, we learn together. We grow together. Christianity and learning about God and knowing God, well, it's not a solo sport it's a crowd sport. It's a life lived in community at his pace with other people, keeping Jesus at the center of all that we do. That is what it is to walk with Christ. So we hear his words, we see his deeds, we experience him, and then we decide to walk with him where we have conversation and debate and questions get asked and answered. But often in the Gospels, we see Jesus go from the crowd to the road to what the scriptures call a private place or a place of solitude. Let's read from the scriptures. It says the apostles returned from their missions and gathered around Jesus and told him everything they had done and taught. There was such a swirl of activity around Jesus with so many people coming and going that they were unable to even eat a meal. So Jesus said to his disciples, come, let's take a break and find a secluded place where you can rest a while. Mark's Gospel, chapter 6, verses 30 to 31. So the private place is secluded, free from interruption, and importantly, it's a place of rest. Now, as I have grown in my knowledge of God, like many others, I have found that Christ has taught me more and more about this idea of rest. It's what Jack talked about a few weeks ago when we looked at what does the Bible say about Sabbath and rest. 
These are times of rest and Sabbath, a time for God. They are secluded and very special moments. And it's in these places that God tells you about the deep and hidden things. And they're wonderful. Creating these private places is intentional then. It, it, it just doesn't happen. And it's important uh, that we create these private places for our souls. Now, one very, very famous story in the church about a private place, which we're going to look at in much more detail in our upcoming origin series. Oh, yes, I'm very excited about this, uh, is the story of the upper room. And here in this room, which is scripture calls the upper room, here there were a small group of people they were secluded. They were free from distractions. Uh, they were worshipping and they were praying. And in that place, the Holy Spirit came and did something that he had never done before. And everyone in that room came out utterly transformed. You see, it's in our private places where we worship and we pray that we're changed by the Holy Spirit. So they're important places. And finally, we see in the Gospels, Jesus would often go to the mountains by himself. These were very definite uh, alone times with God. Here, Jesus would pray for a long time. And it's here that he would reaffirm the mission. He would be refreshed and he would be recharged. In our busy, busy lives, it's the private place and the mountain that becomes the hardest places to go to. Yet in our walk with Christ, in our quest to know more about him, they are essential parts. They didn't happen every day. The disciples didn't go to the mountains and the private places every day, but they did happen. So creating these zones and spaces of extended time with God, free from distraction, but with an aim to learn more about him, is life-giving and essential for our souls and for our mission. So the disciples would regularly find themselves in all of these places, right? Four unique zones where they learned more about God. And we can learn from that. We can learn to intentionally create these places in our lives, the crowd, the road, the private place, and the mountain. And we do that because God can be known. It's one of the unique tenets of Christianity, that we can begin to know God, an infinite being in real and personal ways. Knowing him is not a one-time event, but it is a journey, a road that we must walk with him each and every day. And on that journey, there will be specific places, private places where we are changed by him. My experience is that knowing him is not a linear path. Okay, you don't go from A to B. It's not school where you get graded, right? It's more like a ball of wire which is jumbled together and it's complex with twists and turns that you just were not expecting. And if I'm honest, it's not always easy to walk with Christ. There are decisions that you have to make that ultimately cost you something. And I think that's the way it should be. Any good relationship requires an investment, a cost. It's one of the things that makes it great. And it is worth it because there is nothing that I can give to God that he doesn't give back in a much, much bigger way. Can you know God? Yes, you can. The God who knows you can be known. And that journey can lead to great adventures and miraculous things. And it doesn't matter if you've been a Christian for one minute or a hundred years, there is still more about God to learn. There are still more adventures to be had. So my prayer for you and for me is that we would know him, that we would experience him. Paul put it this way when writing to the Ephesians. So let me close with Paul's prayer. I couldn't stop thanking God for you every time I prayed. I think of you and give thanks. But I do more than thank, I ask. Ask the God of our master, Jesus Christ, the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning in knowing him personally. 
your eyes focused and clear so that you can see exactly what it is he is calling you to do. Grasp the immensity of this glorious way of life he has for Christians. Oh, the utter extravagance of his work in us who trust him. Endless energy and boundless strength. Sounds great, right? So I guess the only thing to say there is, amen.
So there you go. And we're back. Conversation Street with the right honourable John Farrington and myself. Welcome back. How did you find that? How did you find the talk? John, let me start off by asking you a question. Can you hear me all right, by the way? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's a beautiful thing. Um, how do you get to know God? Someone asked you that question. What do you say? What's your answer to that? Ooh. Uh, everything that you just said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, go watch Matt's talk. That's yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I think if I was to summarize it, I, I, would, I would talk about it probably in two two ways. So like you said from the beginning, kind of the this, this simple answer of, you know, we get to know God through the Bible, through re- reading the word, um, and kind of through that revelation of him that is written down. Um, and then, but also the experience part, which you talked about, particularly through prayer. So for yeah. me, um, my... The, uh, the two ways I think I've, I've really gotten to know God more intimately for myself has been, yes, through spending time in the Bible, but also um, just having lots of space to myself, just quiet space to, to pray, um, to reflect on God and to ask God to reveal him, more of himself to me. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, which I guess, you know, ties in with the sort of um, the quiet place that you talked about. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think those are the, the two key things for me. Mm. Yeah, um, it's an interesting one, isn't it? You, you, I, I think one of the things when you ask Christians, how do you get to know God or how do you another way to word that question is how do you deepen or how do you develop your relationship with God? And it's. How do you get to know more about God? There's there's 20,000 ways to answer this question or 20,000 ways to ask the question even. Um, and I think the fact that we can ask it so many ways implies that there's 20,000 ways in which we can do this, right? That actually we serve a very big and creative God. Um, and different things work for different people like you like the quiet space and I like quiet space. But I also like the big noisy environments. And sometimes I like to get up on the hills and go for a walk. You know, I I like to um, do an early morning walk or I like to kayak or I like to. I think there's there's all kinds of ways people like to put on worship tracks. Like I'm sure you do that a fair bit. Right. You know, listen to worship. I'm sure you actually just you do something that I don't do is pick up an instrument and just do it yourself. You don't need a <laughs> you don't need the the sort of the CD. I'm showing my age now, or the MP3. Do you know what I mean to to sort of worship along with God? But but I I think that's probably one of the key points that um, is worth mentioning. Actually, there's no there's no specific formula. There's no right or wrong way. There's just what works for you in a way that actually I'd probably say is consistent with Scripture. There are things that people do that I just I think are a bit bit flaky maybe and probably not that helpful but um i think on the whole i don't and again john maybe you've found something different but there's so many ways that you can learn more about god and Mm. that's the beauty of it god's creative and so you know people find him in writing painting it's just there are different different things that speak to different people right yeah yeah definitely and i really liked what you talked about um with knowing god together as well mm. um but i think uh, that that's just really important and so good because you know it's, sometimes it could be easy to to maybe go off on one and kind of create a, an idea of god that isn't maybe that sound or you know quite lines up with what the bible says um and so you know that's why you need the grounding of knowing god through the bible but also knowing God together because then you can have, you know, people help you through that journey of Mm -hmm. realizing, Oh, maybe God's not quite like that. Or, um, yeah, help helping point you in the kind of right directions as well. Um, yeah, I think it's so important. Yeah, you're right. There is that power, isn't there in the community, in the, in the tribe, 
as it were, in, mm-hmm. in sort of that growth together, which is why I think church is really important. You know, I think yeah. part of the amazingness of church is the community aspect of church, right? So you can grow together as a family, as a nucleus, as a group of people, you know. Um, and uh, I've it, it's great because I have grown in my faith alongside uh, other people who have become really great friends, do you know what I mean, and trusted allies and friends and i think um i appreciate that's not the same experience for everybody i think people have some people have had bad experiences at church and if that's you i, I honestly i'm I, I, my heart breaks because that's not what church is supposed to be i think church is supposed to be a place of um of coming together of challenging one another uh, it's not a word we like to use in the modern modern day but actually i i quite like how um there are certain people in my life that will come to me and go matt I just want to ask you a question about this part of your life, but what are you playing at? And, um, and maybe it's just the way that I'm wired. But I quite like that challenge. I like the safety of that. I like the accountability of that. Um, and you only really get that, don't you, in a sort of a small small group of trusted people. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And there's uh, it's that, that verse in Romans 12, um, where it's talking about understanding what the will of God is mm-hmm. by testing, you may discern what the will of God is mm-hmm. and um, which, and so obviously again, we can, we can test the will of God through the Bible, but also through the help of others around us as well. And sometimes you need people to encourage you in that, or sometimes like you're saying, you need people to challenge you in that. And, and that is, I think quite countercultural. <laughs> uh to to today's society because we don't we don't like challenge very much (laughs) we don't it's a funny thing isn't it we don't like people to tell us that we're wrong i think it's a really fascinating development in the modern world right now yeah don't know how safe that is if i'm honest with you um yeah and I, I get the, the the flip side of it, you know, and and and, and I know I'm going to get comments about this because there is the flip side which says, well, hang on a minute, um, there's that becomes uncontrolling or it becomes abusive, and I get that, you know, and 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 I get that, and it's a sad indictment on the world that there is a need for um, counselors to help people through the trauma of spiritual abuse, and I and like I say, my heart breaks in that situation because that's not what church is supposed to be, but mm-hmm. because there is that. Mm. it's dangerous still to let the pendulum swing too far the other way right and there there has to be that element of walking with people to bring that challenge Mm. back to getting to know god though and 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 in terms of um one of the things that i didn't really talk about because again i don't want i'm trying to avoid the formula but it's that kind of to get to know somebody um takes intentionality right it's not it just doesn't happen does it i mean you know you're married to ag uh you didn't just wake up one day and just go yeah i know you now you know it's it, it takes intentionality doesn't it and so how do you do that yourself but with your walk with god how do you bring that intentionality mm, yeah good question um i would say going back to the quiet place I think that's definitely the way that I have. Um, I, I think that's definitely the way that I've grown the most in my relationship with God, and so therefore I've I've put more effort into making time in my mm-hmm. day to create a bit of a bit of space for myself, um, and I try to do it daily, but. You know, it very rarely happens actually. Like, <laughs> um, but for me, it's for me, it's like first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, currently, it's a little tricky. So, I have a little two-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. She likes to wake up quite early. So, I I try and set my alarm sort of like half an hour before I think she's probably going to wake up, um, and that might give me like a little bit of space first thing in the day just to. Um, yeah, either sit in silence, I guess, and try and listen to what uh, I feel like the Holy Spirit might be saying to me mm. and, and spend a bit of time reading the Bible. Um, that's kind of like the intentional routine I try and put in um, 
myself. And very often Eden wakes up earlier than uh, I expected to. Or or my alarm just wakes her up. So it's, you know, it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but um, <laughs> yeah, you got to try, haven't you? Um, that's probably yeah. my, my intentional kind of routine I put in. Um, but also I think going back to being knowing God together, I think it's having intentional conversations with other people as well. Yeah. Because uh, I think it can be easy to spend time with your Christian friends and um, let each occasion go by without intentionally talking about God or trying to kind of like grow together yeah. uh, in understanding who he is. So I think, yeah, I think being intentional in those conversations as well yeah uh, important for me and you know, ask, asking questions asking what other people are uh are learning about god or what mm. they feel might be speaking to them about yeah yeah no that's good and it is worth pointing out actually right here at this particular phrase um that obviously we have a crowd the live streams uh where we we do the talk and we try and learn about God that way and we do the conversation street where we kind of bounce off each other or we riff off each other we ask you questions or we answer more questions and that's a I think that's a really cool learning environment uh on Wednesdays we also have uh, an online group which was called disciple I'm now calling the road based on this talk uh (laughs) you go from the crowd to the road and that's a place where we walk together we pray together we debate together we have conversations together Um, And that's quite fun. So if you'd like to get involved with that, do let us know. Mm. Um, But then again, you know, you you know, most churches have these sort of the the big sort of sessions. They have the the crowd gatherings. They have these sort of smaller groups, the sort of what I would call on the road. And then we have these sort of quiet places, the private place. And we have the mountainsides where we also have to be intentional ourselves in doing something. Not I mean, it's nice if you can do it daily. And I get everybody's at a very different phase of life. <laughs> I don't have a two and a half year old anymore. My kids are all grown <laughs> up. So uh, I have a very different set of problems to deal with uh, to you, John. Um, and in some respects, it, you know, I, I remember what it was like when the kids were younger and just trying to carve out space was almost like trying to plat sand. You know, you just, it was really a complex thing to do. Uh, so I think you have to be aware of the season that you're in. But I think being intentional is such a critical part isn't it of getting to know god even if you are not a christian and you want to find out more about him you have to be intentional so you have to read the books you have to listen to the talks you have to ask the questions you have to actually do your own thinking and praying and experience god for yourself um you can't just rely on the clever arguments or of one or two people that you've listened to whether for or against you know that this thing you've, you've got to experience and i think there's a verse in the Bible which says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And, it, you know, there's a, um, John, you will know this uh, because your wife is from North Carolina. There is a drink which you can buy in North Carolina called cheer wine. It's actually a soft drink. Uh, and it's a very, it's a very popular drink in North Carolina. I used to live in North Carolina and I love cheer wine. My kids love cheer wine. Every time I go to the States, I bring cheer wine back. Uh, obviously the zero sugar version because being an American soft drink, there's more sugar than you know what to do with in the standard stuff, right? Yes. It is, it is. And so, and we love it. We love cheer wine. Now, the majority of you have not tasted cheer wine. I can sit here, I can tell you that it's good. I can tell you that it's tasty. Um, I can tell you that there's no wine in it. I don't know why they called it cheer wine, but they did. Uh, and, uh, but it's a, it's a beautiful drink. But until you try it for yourself, you'll never really know the experience that I have when I taste it. Uh, And so it's the same fundamental thing with God. You've got to get involved yourself. You can't just rely on the descriptions of somebody else which says, well, this tastes peppery, but cherry kind of barbecuey, smoky flavor. You just, it doesn't make any kind of sense, right? Have you tried cheer wine, by the way? Uh, Yes, I'm pretty sure I have. I'm pretty (laughs) sure it is way too sweet for my liking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you have to get the zero sugar version. Uh, We actually have a syrup in our house, a cheer wine syrup, which we got on our last trip to the States. So we make cheer wine ice cream, which is just nice. Anyway, that's enough about cheer wine. Uh, Yeah, I'm not selling cheer wine on the crowd store, by the way. It's just. (laughs) Uh, But you get the point, right? Sometimes you just have to jump in and have a go yourself. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's is, is just common sense, really. So, all of that said, uh, I'm aware of time, so we're going to start to wrap up. But before we do, John, mm. I want to take yeah. a completely different tact for the last oh. few minutes, uh, if I can. Well, I can, because you yeah. know, it's, <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in charge, uh, whatever that means. So, uh, Mr. Farrington, after working behind the scenes for quite a while, you are moving on to bigger and better things, aren't you? You you are you're not going to be as involved in crowd as you once were. So I just I just wanted to say um thank you publicly for all that you have done for crowd. You've been an absolute legend doing all the stuff behind the scenes. And I can't begin to tell you how much John has actually done behind the scenes because he does an awful lot. Um <laughs> and you've passed that baton on to George, a guy called George McQuaig, uh who you'll be seeing more and more of. But um how have you found it, but has has it been the whole experience? Yeah, it's been a it's been a fun journey. It's been fun to, because I was uh, I was involved doing the worship stuff. That was kind of the first thing mm-hmm. they got hooked in on. Um, <laughs> so what happens? You slowly get drawn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so and so and that was maybe a couple of years ago. I think I started doing that because it was yeah. during lockdown. Um. Yeah, and it's, so it's been fun being part of the journey with Crowd and kind of seeing how it's growing and and developing. Um, yeah, and and I and fun just being part of bringing bringing in the people in, bringing other kind of speakers and hosts in, and um, yeah, I guess seeing how the the teams building and growing and um, the engagement with with the live streams and stuff. So it's it's been a fun uh, fun adventure, and I guess because I've never done anything like this before. That so, me either, uh, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it's been been really, really cool. Um, yeah, super grateful to you for for having having me on the team and yeah, let me be part of it. So thank you. Uh, no, it's been awesome. So what tell everybody what you're gonna what you are going on to do. What's the sort of the next Farrington step? Yes. So uh I'm to uh helping kind of with the development of the the worship at uh Frontline Church in Liverpool which is the church we are both part of. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, as well as that, uh, myself and my wife, Anna Grace, are on the leadership team for Frontline Wirral, which is um, kind of a, a, a branch, a plant of of the mother church. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great explanation of what Frontline Wirral is or Frontline Topic. <laughs> It's the plant of the mother church. Dun, 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 dun. So, yeah, so we, we're living over in the world now. Uh, we moved over a couple of months ago, which is very exciting. And, um, yeah, really excited to be part of that community. They've been super welcoming and, um, yeah, super grateful for us to kind of join them and be, mm. uh, be with them. So we're really excited about that and seeing where that takes us. Yeah, that's, no, that's awesome. It's awesome. So yeah, yeah. Front, just to be clear, if you're not quite sure what's going on, Frontline Church is the church that John and I go to. Uh, we attend here in Liverpool. We're part of the Frontline Church team. Crowd Church is part of Frontline Church. We just call it Crowd Church because it's you know, personally, I prefer the name Crowd Church. But that's, uh, let's not go there. Uh, and but out of that also is Frontline Wirral, which is a place in Merseyside uh, here in the UK. We've got Frontline Toxtus, another place in Liverpool. So we've got these sort of smaller church plants dotted around the city uh, and the world is kind of across the water uh, and that's where John is. So he's moved over there with A.G. and Eden, his daughter, um, and they're, they're helping plant that church over in the world, which is great, great group of people. And if you are in the world on Liverpool and you are looking for an in-person church, go see John, go and see Anna Grace and say hello. I'm sure they would love to talk to you. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a great thing that's going on over there. So... Uh, do check that out. If you want to know more about that, you can reach us at Crowd Church. Just go to our website, fill in the form, and we'll answer your questions uh, or contact us on social media at Crowd Church, and we'll quite happily point you in the right direction. Uh, otherwise, just Google Frontline Wirral. Do you come up if you Google Frontline Wirral? You must come up if you Google Frontline Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, fundamental. Yeah, got a website as well. You've got, oh, you've got your own website now. can't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> It's always been your attention to detail, John, that I've really, I've really <laughs> loved and admired about you. 
you know me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. Uh, so, uh, yes, uh, very best wishes, thanks, and love and hugs from us all here at Team Crowd. Uh, and our loss is Frontline World's Gain uh, and also the worship at Frontline. Does that mean, John, that we will be getting more worship tracks from you here at Crowd now? Well, I'll have to see. Well, technically, it comes under your remit now, doesn't it? You're officially yeah. responsible for it, <laughs> which is so. just awesome. Because uh, again, you don't want me doing worship, ladies and gentlemen. You just don't. So uh, that's it from us here at Crowd this week on this week's non-live live stream. John, thank you so much for joining me, and uh, all the oh. best again. But you're an absolute legend. Uh, and if you're watching this, you're also a legend. You're awesome. Just Look in the mirror and say, I'm awesome, because it's true. It's the way God made me. God made me awesome. Just pointing it out. Uh, I, like I say, I wish I knew what was coming up next week, but I can't remember the order these videos are going out. Uh, if it's not the last week of August, which I don't think it is, there'll be another non-live live stream next week. Do come and join in with that. From September, we will be back to our live streams. The first talk being, what does the Bible say about uh, mental health? We've got Lisa Orange picking up on our... What does the Bible say about series? After that, we have, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, John, Prince Thomas, what does the Bible say about itself? Which will be the final talk in the What Does the Bible Say About series. Now, do you remember, John, when we started this series, it was like we've got about six or seven weeks worth of content. <laughs> I do. I think we made a list. It was like before Christmas. Yeah. Maybe about six or seven. Yeah. Kept on going. <laughs> it's just kept on. Whereas now, I think we're now over a year into the What Does the Bible Say About series. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, oh, wow. I think, I think we've almost done a year's worth of stuff on the whole thing, which is just mesmerizing. So we are going to be closing that out in September, and we're starting a brand new series called Origin, where we look at John's Gospel and the Book of Acts, which are two books in the New Testament, which talk about how basically the whole Christian thing started. And so we're going to look at the origins of that and why this thing has had such a massive impact on the mm. world. It's an incredible story. So we're going to get into that. I don't know how long that's going to take. Uh, I, I've, I've given up given up trying to judge. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be as long as it will be. That's okay. Yeah. We're in no rush. I think it was Matt Crew that commented the other week about um, if we went through the whole... The whole of the Old Testament, was it? We'd be here. <laughs> 300 years, yeah. 300 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and actually it's quite true uh, because we're just notoriously slow at going through things. But that's okay. It's just the way it is. So uh, I think that's it from myself. John, have you got anything else you want to say, bud? Last thing was just the verse you finished on, the verse from Ephesians. Yeah. Uh, Ephesians 1, 16 to 19, just absolute stonker of a verse I, I love it um i'm trying to remember a specific part of it right now but i guess it's just that idea of having that complete revelation of your of who god is both in mm. like head and your heart um understanding the like the full hope that is in that yeah. so good yeah. no it is and it's a very good prayer to pray for yourself and for your friends um, mm. that we would know. And that word know means to know, not just mentally, but experientially as well, that we would know and experience the love mm. of God. Uh, and that's what it's all about. And that's why Christianity is so exciting. And you can know God, and it is a remarkable journey. So if you would like to know more, if you want to reach out to us, any questions, reach us on the website below or on social media, or you can just comment below this video. We will read them, we will get to them, uh, we will see them. So. Thank you for joining us this week on this week's non-live live stream. My voice went a bit funny then. This week's non-live <laughs> live stream. <laughs> we'll keep that in. We won't edit that out. Uh, but <laughs> bless you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. That's it from myself and from John. Uh, bless you. Have a fantastic week. Bye for now. Bye-bye.